What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Moira Fogarty. The Odyssey by Homer. Translated by Samuel Butler. Book 18. Now there came a certain common tramp who used to go begging all over the city of Ithaca, and was notorious as an incorrigible glutton and drunkard. This man had no strength nor stay in him, but he was a great hulking fellow to look at. His real name, the one his mother gave him, was Arnaeus, but the young men of the place called him Irus, because he used to run errands for any one who would send him. As soon as he came he began to insult Ulysses, and to try and drive him out of his own house. "'Be awful, man!' he cried, "'from the doorway, or you shall be dragged out neck and heels.' "'Do you not see that they are all giving me the wink "'and wanting me to turn you out by force? "'Only I do not like to do so. "'Get up, then, and go of yourself, "'or we shall come to blows.' "'Ulysses frowned on him and said, "'My friend, I do you no manner of harm. "'People give you a great deal, but I am not jealous. "'There is room enough in this doorway for the pair of us, "'and you need not grudge me things that are not yours to give. "'You seem to be just such another tramp as myself.' "'but perhaps the gods will give us better luck by and by. "'Do not, however, talk too much about fighting, "'or you will incense me, "'and old though I am I shall cover your mouth and chest with blood. "'I shall have more peace to-morrow if I do, "'for you will not come to the house of Ulysses any more.' "'Irus was very angry and answered, "'You filthy glutton! "'You run on trippingly like an old fish-fag! I have a good mind to lay both hands about you and knock your teeth out of your head like so many boar's tusks. Get ready, therefore, and let these people here stand by and look on. You will never be able to fight one who is so much younger than yourself. Thus roundly did they rate one another on the smooth pavement in front of the doorway, and when Antinous saw what was going on he laughed heartily and said to the others, "'This is the finest sport that you ever saw.' Heaven never yet sent anything like it into this house. The stranger and Iris have quarrelled, and are going to fight. Let us set them on to do so at once. The suitors all came up laughing, and gathered round the two ragged tramps. "'Listen to me,' said Antinous. "'There are some goat's paunches down at the fire, which we have filled with blood and fat, and set aside for supper. He who is victorious, and proves himself to be the better man, shall have his pick of the lot.' He shall be free of our table, and we will not allow any other beggar about the house at all. The others all agreed, but Ulysses, to throw them off the scent, said, Sirs, 
an old man like myself, worn out with suffering, cannot hold his own against a young one. But my irrepressible belly urges me on, though I know it can only end in my getting a drubbing. You must swear, however, that none of you will give me a foul blow to favour Iris, and secure him the victory. They swore as he told them, and when they had completed their oath, Telemachus put in a word and said, "'Stranger, if you have a mind to settle with this fellow, you need not be afraid of any one here. Whoever strikes you will have to fight more than one. I am host, and the other chiefs, Antinous and Eurymachus, both of them men of understanding, are of the same mind as I am.' Every one assented, and Ulysses girded his old rags about his loins, thus bearing his stalwart thighs, his broad chest and shoulders, and his mighty arms. But Minerva came up to him and made his limbs even stronger still. The suitors were beyond measure astonished, and one would turn towards his neighbour, saying, "'This stranger has brought such a thigh out of his old rags that there will soon be nothing left of Eris.' Iris began to be very uneasy as he heard them, but the servants girded him by force, and brought him into the open part of the court in such a fright that his limbs were all of a tremble. Antinous scolded him and said, "'You swaggering bully! You ought never to have been born at all if you are afraid of such an old, broken-down creature as this tramp is. I say, therefore, and it shall surely be, if he beats you and proves himself the better man, I shall pack you off on board ship to the mainland, and send you to King Echetus, who kills every one that comes near him. He will cut off your nose and ears, and draw out your entails for the dogs to eat. This frightened Eris still more, but they brought him into the middle of the court, and the two men raised their hands to fight. Then Ulysses considered whether he should let drive so hard at him as to make an end of him then and there, or whether he should give him a lighter blow that should only knock him down. In the end he deemed it best to give the lighter blow, for fear the Achaeans should begin to suspect who he was. Then they began to fight, and Eris hit Ulysses on the right shoulder, but Ulysses gave Eris a blow on the neck under the ear that broke in the bones of his skull, and the blood came gushing out of his mouth. He fell groaning in the dust, gnashing his teeth and kicking on the ground, but the suitors threw up their hands and nearly died of laughter. Ulysses caught hold of him by the foot, and dragged him into the outer court as far as the gatehouse. There he propped him up against the wall, and put his staff in his hands. "'Sit here,' said he, "'and keep the dogs and pigs off. You are a pitiful creature, and if you try to make yourself king of the beggars any more, you shall fare still worse.' Then he threw his dirty old wallet, all tattered and torn, over his shoulder with the cord by which it hung and went back to sit down upon the threshold. But the suitors went within the cloisters, laughing and saluting him. "'May Jove and all the other gods,' said they, "'grant you whatever you want for having put an end to the importunity of this insatiable tramp. We will take him over to the mainland presently, to King Echetus, who kills every one that comes near him.' Ulysses hailed this as of good omen, and Antinous set a great goat's paunch before him filled with blood and fat. Amphinomus took two loaves out of the bread-basket and brought them to him, pledging him as he did so in a golden goblet of wine. "'Good luck to you,' he said, Father Stranger. "'You are very badly off at present, but I hope you will have better times by and by.' To this Ulysses answered, "'Amphimenus, you seem to be a man of good understanding, as indeed you may well be, seeing whose son you are. I have heard your father well spoken of.' He is Nisus, of Dulichium, a man both brave and wealthy. 
they tell me you are his son, and you appear to be a considerable person. Listen, therefore, and take heed to what I am saying. Man is the vainest of all creatures that have their being upon earth. As long as heaven vouchsafes him health and strength, he thinks that he shall come to no harm hereafter, and even when the blessed gods bring sorrow upon him, he bears it as he needs must, and makes the best of it, for God Almighty gives men their daily minds day by day. I know all about it, for I was a rich man once, and did much wrong in the stubbornness of my pride, and in the confidence that my father and my brothers would support me. Therefore let a man fear God in all things always, and take the good that heaven may see fit to send him without vainglory. Consider the infamy of what these suitors are doing. See how they are wasting the estate, and doing dishonour to the wife, of one who is certain to return some day, and that too not long hence. Nay, he will be here soon. May heaven send you home quietly first, that you may not meet with him in the day of his coming. For once he is here, the suitors and he will not part bloodlessly. With these words he made a drink-offering, and when he had drunk he put the gold cup again into the hands of Amphiminus, who walked away serious and bowing his head, for he foreboded evil. But even so he did not escape destruction, for Minerva had doomed him fall by the hand of Telemachus. So he took his seat again at the place from which he had come. Then Minerva put it into the mind of Penelope to show herself to the suitors, that she might make them still more enamoured of her, and win still further honour from her son and husband. So she feigned a mocking laugh, and said, "'Your enemy, I have changed my mind, and have a fancy to show myself to the suitors, although I detest them. I should like also to give my son a hint that he had better not have anything more to do with them. They speak fairly enough, but they mean mischief.' "'My dear child,' answered Eurynome, "'all that you have said is true. "'Go and tell your son about it, "'but first wash yourself and anoint your face. "'Do not go about with your cheeks all covered with tears. "'It is not right that you should grieve so incessantly, "'for Telemachus, whom you have always prayed "'that you might live to see with a beard, "'is already grown up.' "'I know, Eurynome,' replied Penelope, "'that you mean well, "'but do not try and persuade me to wash and to anoint myself.' for heaven robbed me of all my beauty on the day my husband sailed. Nevertheless, tell Autonoe and Hippodamia that I want them. They must be with me when I am in the cloister. I am not going among the men alone. It would not be proper for me to do so. On this the old woman went out of the room to bid the maids go to their mistress. In the meantime Minerva bethought her of another matter, and sent Penelope off into a sweet slumber. So she lay down on her couch, and her limbs became heavy with sleep. Then the goddess shed grace and beauty over her, that all the Achaeans might admire her. She washed her face with the ambrosial loveliness that Venus wears when she goes dancing with the graces. She made her taller and of a more commanding figure, while as for her complexion it was whiter than sawn ivory. When Minerva had done all this, she went away, whereon the maids came in from the women's room, and woke Penelope with the sound of their talking. "'Oh, what an exquisitely delicious sleep I have been having,' said she, as she passed her hands over her face. "'In spite of all my misery. I wish Diana would let me die so sweetly now, at this very moment, that I might no longer waste in despair for the loss of my dear husband, who possessed every kind of good quality, and was the most distinguished man among the Achaeans.' With these words she came down from her upper room, not alone, but attended by two of her maidens, 
and when she reached the suitors she stood by one of the bearing-posts supporting the roof of the cloister, holding a veil before her face, and with a staid maid servant on either side of her. As they beheld her the suitors were so overpowered, and became so desperately enamoured of her, that each one prayed he might win her for his own bedfellow. Telemachus said, What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.